Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Shuttle Drive. I'm your host, Wade Harrison. And in today's episode, I got one of my buddies from across the pond, Mr. Matthew Brook of Matthew Brook Coaching on YouTube. And if you guys haven't seen that, you need to go check it out because it's pretty good stuff. Matt, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> doing all right. Yeah, so um, you're from over in Southampton. Yeah, Wales. Southampton, England, close enough. Oh, oh darn. Yeah. you Welsh. I was hoping to put you in the Welsh. Yeah, well, I mean, you could, you could, you can lump me together with that if you want. There's, there's probably some blood in there somewhere. So, <laughs> let people know. So where is Southampton into relation to like London? I, I, everybody... oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. For, for, for American viewers head South until you get your feet wet and then go slightly West and you're in Southampton, Southampton oh. being South coast logically okay uh, you're a yeah, southern yeah. boy all right I yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah all right man well one of the um i've been wanting to reach out to you because you know one of the things that you've been doing over the past maybe a couple years here you've started a youtube channel where you started doing like um playboat coaching and what i like about yours a little different you do slicey boat coaching <laughs> which there's not a lot of that out there. We can find a lot on like, um, you know, rock stars and jets and jitsus, people doing a lot of whole moves, but you have, um, you know, a lot of slicey boat moves and what kind of like made you kind of come up with that concept? Oh gosh. I mean, I don't know if I'd be bold enough to claim that I made the concept up. Oh, but... you're not the first one. Yeah. It, <laughs> no, yeah but... Like anything on um, YouTube. I'm not the first guy to do a podcast. Yeah. On YouTube either. <laughs> But I think it's, it's a passion thing. Um, and a lot of that stems from having, having paddled in the Southeast, you know, like I, I have flown over and, and paddled in the Southeast a number of times and, you know, have, have good buddies out there. And uh, that's a place that has always been close to my heart. And um, so much of the culture in the Southeast, or at least, you know, Long Creek, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and uh, around the green as well. You've got so many people who are really, really keen to to get out and and do rodeo rather than doing modern freestyle. You know, get out and so, splat splat some rocks and and you know leave some plastic behind and yeah. exper experiment with experiment with verticality and and that kind of third dimension of of kayaking in a way that is less prescribed and more free flowing free form and 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 to me that 
captures so much of what kayaking should be just getting out and experimenting and having fun with friends in a really beautiful place and there's no you know there's no like agenda or uh, yeah and no need for one person to come out on top it's just like everyone's stoked that a thing has been achieved it doesn't matter who did it kind of thing you know um, yeah so that's so, i guess where i come from with it so like so our you know that's where we also met was when you came out and i think yeah, we yeah. maybe a couple times together and you you had not done much slicey boating before you came over to the u.s pretty much pretty much not like i paddled a half slice i think i uh i'm trying to think the when we paddled together i think it was 2018 and uh i'd probably been living pretty much exclusively in an rpm for about two years prior to that yeah, so cool. yeah. yeah well it was oh, gee. what i had what i had money and uh you know <laughs> availability for so um this is in the uk yeah yeah in, okay, in the okay. uk and had probably well i got to a point where that was basically the only boat i was paddling uh and so i suppose understanding understanding verticality a little bit on on the stern but before before coming out and paddling at that stage hadn't really engaged with the idea of like not having volume in front of me a full slice yeah <laughs> exactly yeah because um i've talked to, you're not the first one that i've talked to from like the uk and the the full slice market over there is just not very like it's not a big market am i correct on that so true i think in part that's because modern freestyle is really popular in the uk yes um, they whole, love know, the, like yeah. whole, whole boating especially yeah. um and we have a lot of really good freestylers. We have a lot of people who are really pushing the envelope, you know, think of like Harry Price and Otty and all of those people who are regularly Pringly. training up, up, up yeah, and Pringle, like yeah. all those people who are regularly training up in Nottingham um, and making, you know, making real inroads into advancing competition freestyle mm -hmm. and particularly whole, whole boating. Um, and so there are some really great minds in terms of kind of applying themselves to developing new moves and, and trying new stuff out. Um, but in terms of actually getting out in a, in a longer plastic boat, mm -hmm. you know, non-carbon, <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, it's, it's not something you see very much. And I think it's really strange because in many ways, our rivers bear a lot of relation to, to Southeastern, white water you know it's generally speaking low volume especially the your average kind of club kayaker in the uk they've organized their trip months and months in advance you can't plan it for the rain and so they paddle on whatever they can get and actually that means that you're usually getting low volume with not much water in it and a lot of rock and so it would suit and yet it, and yet it doesn't it doesn't appear so much yeah. Um, what is, um, what's some of the, I, I know one of the boats that I've seen a lot of your videos, I think it's a delirious, a pre on delirious, yeah, right? Yeah. Pre -on -delirious. Is, that, is that, is that your kind of go-to slice boat? Full slice. That, that's my, that's my full slice of choice. Uh, and again, that, that stems from that same trip in 2018 running Tallulah with, uh, the Long Creek boys. They love their dear Larry. Uh, that's for sure. uh, yeah. And borrowing, I think I borrowed that one off, off Hunter Cooper. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Because uh, he was basically like, oh, I've got this lying around. You've got a spare, you know, have a go with it. 
Uh, and I remember paddling to Lula with it and just having an absolute whale of a time. Yeah. Um, yeah, something so, so deep off Oceana that I thought I was going to Narnia, you know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Full Slice, you know, if anyone doesn't know the Tallulah, you know, Full Slice, I've got some videos up of that too, Full Slice and the Tallulah. It's it's such a good Full Slice run. Be careful uh -huh. running Oceana. You can get hurt if you hit the rocks, but yeah. outside Oceana, it's so fun, ain't it? There's a lot. Oh, yeah. Like everything's theme. playable. Everything <laughs> is playable on that river. And it's a short river, but we'll end up staying six hours out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Like you do one lap in a day and you've had a wicked time, you know like yeah. yeah and you'll come out exhausted but yeah so i think i paddled one that that time on Tallulah and then was like i need to get one of these when i go home uh and finally i think it's probably six months of hunting and hunting that for a german boat not not very many of them in the uk um, crazy eh? it was stupid uh i think but i mean an old german boat i guess but still yeah. Um, but you'd think they'd be around because the plastic on Freon, it's blow molded. They last yeah. forever. Yeah. Oh, They're absolutely. Pretty much I mean, indestructible. Yeah. You can stand on the cockpit and jump and it does nothing. <laughs> yeah. For a, yeah. a, it's probably 20 year old full slice boat. Yeah. It's, and, I think and, it's, it's a Kenny Mutton design from it like is. 1999, maybe, mm -hmm. or maybe 2000, 2001. It's, it's around that. It's turn of the turn of the millennium. Um, yeah. And, it, and you probably can back me up on this. On a wave, it spins like nobody's business. Well, I mean, it's it's basically seven and a half feet of boat, maybe seven point seven point something, seven point one. Um, and the best part of all of that is is flat in the water all the time. So yeah, uh, with like super super hard edges and nice wide portion under your under your bum. So it yeah, it's it's really progressive for the age of the boat like it's it's very very loose comparatively and you know i've taken it out in some fairly big surf um on the sea as well and it i wouldn't go as far as to say that it performs like a surf boat because it doesn't it's not fast uh, in that in that respect but it's mm -hmm. enough that you you know you can get a good bottom turn and a good top turn and re-entry and all that sort of stuff with it like what it's what is the boat over there? So let's say they like, what is the kind of, is there a full size? Is it the low keys? Probably the most common? Maybe. Yeah. I, I or possibly the ozone nowadays, which I would argue is it's pushing whether you want to it's call a that three a full quarter slice. Or slice. Or yeah, it's exactly. a three quarter slice yeah. is what I call it. Um, Not considered a full. Yeah. I think if people are keen to get into slice, slice boating of any kind in the UK, full slice i'm talking they're picking up old school boats they're picking up you know your dagger medievals or um wave sport the wave sport like triple x or the siren those boats are those boats are semi-common um triple x more so i'm trying to think what else is around like there aren't that many there aren't that many designs there might be some eskimo floating around somewhere yeah like old eskimo, eskimo boats um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think out of the UK. You're right. I don't know. I yeah. don't really know. It's, it's things exactly. It's like what was available 20 years ago. If it's it's got to be and has, and has survived exactly. So there isn't an awful lot. Is the is the simple answer, you know? Yeah. And I think probably the majority of folk, if they are interested in playing the river, they've got a half slice. 
yeah they haven't they haven't you know most people's quiver doesn't stretch to having a half slice and a full slice and a creep boat if they've got a creep you know like whereas for me i'm like well my half slice is my creep boat and then i have a full slice and you know so yeah yeah yeah, man. Well, that's, that's awesome. You know, because, you know, I don't really think about that because here, as you know, being, especially the Southeast, you find, you can go out on a river on any given day and there'll be 10 full slice boats. Sometimes yeah, yeah. people shouldn't be in them on certain rivers, <laughs> but they make them work. Well, yeah. I'll, I always yeah, yeah. say it works until it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't work, it doesn't work bad. You're in a bad place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that was pretty good because I think as soon as you went back, you started kind of making some content and I started seeing some stuff pop up from you and it was all, like a lot of full slice stuff, but you yeah. do also have, is it a Gigi prod? That, yeah. Yeah. I have a, what um, is that boat? the Helixer, the 2018 Helixer, which is the, is it? Well, yeah, they haven't come up with a new one since. So it's the latest iteration of the of um, Guillaume Lespo. I, I don't know how to pronounce his name properly, but a very good French freestyle paddler. But it's a designer. Uh, it's it's carbon, um, right? Or is it? Yeah, it's full. Yeah, it's full carbon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, and then they didn't they recently get purchased by EXO or has that always been a? Uh, they have they have a partnership. So EXO make all of their plastic versions of the same boats they have that in plastic now the helixer is so that 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 boat that exact boat is available in plastic in uh in four sizes i think they have an extra small so they have kids version as well i did not know that super cool yeah um yes so they they're making plastic versions of all of his old well of that particular carbon design basically yeah um well, that that's something new today. I mean, <laughs> I think I'd heard that maybe somewhere that that Gigi, it's Gigi Prog, right? Prod or Prog? Prod, yeah, like productions, I think. Yeah, and yeah. I'd heard something that they were going to be doing plastic kayaks. So you're yeah, saying yeah. now they're molded in the EXO factory? Yes, that's. Yeah. I think I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Are they located in Italy? EXO uh, and Gigi. EXO are in Italy, but. Gigi, he's he's a he's in France. Um, mm, okay, because it's just I mean, it's just a guy, and he makes he makes all the boats himself. Um, yeah, yeah, they look good. What, it's uh, it's a brilliant boat. Yeah. What have you what have you paddled? Have you paddled the Rockstar or the Jed or anything? I like I came out of a Jed immediately before that, um, which I loved, but I'm one of those awkward people that's small in terms of my weight but I'm probably medium in terms of my size. Mm. And I like having that little bit of extra volume in a playboat, but a medium's too big. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so I, so I went the custom route basically when I, when I had an opportunity to, um, yeah, I'm not, you know, like I'm not a particularly good freestyler. I'm, but you compete, I, right? You do, you travel I, around. I, you I'm aiming, I'm aiming to compete. Um, yeah. but I, uh, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not one of those people that's like going to hit the GB squad anytime soon, but yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm keen. And for me, the big, the big thing of getting a carbon boat was definitely the sizing and the fact that I, you know, I walk from my house to go and train. And so actually having a nine kilo boat to, to walk down the road with is much nicer than having an 18 kilo boat. That's, that's simple, simple as that. It's, what is it's the, a little bit of, you know, laziness and comfort, I suppose. <laughs> could you tell the people listening that hasn't paddled? I paddled carbon boats too. What is there mm. a drastic difference between the carbon and plastic? 
play boats? A hundred percent. Notable, I think, especially if you're if you're paddling on waves, um, the stiffness of a carbon hull is so so noticeable in terms of your if you're coming down a wave, you're bouncing down a wave, and a plastic boat, obviously, your plastic will deform when it takes an impact, and it and it reduces the amount of rebound that you're going to get off the surface of the wave. Okay. Where a carbon boat, to a you know to a greater extent, won't do that, um, and so all of the force of that impact is then immediately rejected off. So in terms of amplifying your aerial moves on a wave, it's it's huge. Um, so it's it's more of an advantage on waves than it is a hull. I guess I well that's that's my my experience. I'm less of a hull boater than I am a wave boater. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of where I grew up, we had surf and we didn't have holes. So I went surfing. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I find that anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that someone who is a very capable hole boater would be able to tell you in minute detail, the differences that they feel between a plastic and a carbon boat and a hole. Yeah. The light, the light, you know, the fact that it is lighter makes a difference. Um, Less weight. Yeah. Less weight. It makes a difference. You because know, fatigue's a major factor when you're playing. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're someone who's doing competition freestyle and you're wanting to put down a 45 second ride or a minute ride, you know, then actually you'll come away from that minute far less exhausted because you haven't had to throw, you know, an extra nine kilos of boat around. Yeah, and you yeah. you could you could probably back this up too because I've I've been to you know I used to go and do a lot of freestyle and holes and you're talking mm-hmm. about getting your stamina in check. You don't realize how bad your stamina is <laughs> yeah, not, totally. as a play. Now I'm talking play boating. You know, you could, yeah, yeah. Boat. we could rudder down things and style. <laughs> I paddled 10 miles the other day. I'm like two rides in a, in a hole. And then mm-hmm. I've seen guys that have been like really good paddlers and they just get their ass kicked in a play boat. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, because it's not their style. Yes. And, yeah. and you know, you, you also, you know, having that play boat in your repertoire, like to, your freestyle when you're in your creek boat or your long boat or something. And you know, you do get worked. Like yeah. you do, you do. And I don't care who you are. It's going to happen if you're out running. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's having that play boat background to back to I've been in holes and I've rolled over and I'm getting worked and I feel for the current. I'll feel full yeah. and I'm just stay calm. And I've yeah, watched yeah. good paddlers roll over and go and, um, you know, one thing that comes back to me was you actually raced the green race in 2018. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you might know where I'm going with this because we talked uh, 100%. About yeah. <laughs> uh, for all my listeners here, Matt came over. He did the green race in 2018. He was in town. And you had not ever paddled anything that steep, probably. I, I'd paddle stuff that steep, but never in a longboat. Yeah. Well, that, okay. That meant in a lot. Yeah. Because yeah, and certainly not listen. with a mental, not with a mentality of going fast, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and you came down. You were having a pretty good race lap. You came out of Gorilla, and anyone that knows the green knows Nice's hole. And um, you you had a pretty good working in Nice's hole, and you pulled out some of that playboating skills <laughs> at that point. And you might you might be a way better playboater now than you were then, right? Uh, well, maybe in some respects, I suppose. Um, but I think the thing that probably kept me in there was more tenacity than anything else, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like determination that I wasn't going to swim in front of 
a thousand people yeah. on the bank. <laughs> and well, trust me, there's there's a bunch of people swim the green races. So. Well, quite. But I think it's also, you know, keeping your head cool in in that kind of situation. Um, as much comes down to drawing on, draw, you know, drawing on everything you've done before. Like as you were saying, having different disciplines in your arsenal to kind of draw on. I think the value of the value of doing freestyle in full creaking is huge, and likewise the value of doing slalom or you know doing surf or mm -hmm. you know all those things that it, it all feeds in doesn't it i um i don't want to claim this is my word what my wording because it's not but um everything we do informs everything we do you know like all things feed in together and, and assist in you being a better paddler um for sure being multidisciplined yeah. i've talked to a lot of paddlers and being that multidisciplined paddler you know makes you well-rounded and everything but exactly actually, yeah um, I have the footage here. Oh no! Can pull it up. <laughs> so anybody, can you see this pretty good? Oh dear, there it is. <laughs> the terrible, terrible mustache. Um, the fast stash, buddy. It, well, it, hey, it it definitely worked for the top half of the race. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you did. It's it's a short video. I think it's fifty-seven sec, fifty-eight seconds. Yeah, can yeah. You see it on your screen. I've I've got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, some awful trash talk. What was that? that Catch a fish in your mouth? What's that mean? Oh, I was just assuming that, you know, anyone who's going upside down, it's going to be there long enough. Okay. To, uh, to, to, make, to make a decent attempt at fishing, you know. Let's see. That's not you, I think. That is, that is me. That's, oh, okay. Yeah, so, so, I, I, so I clipped my paddle on the rock as I fell off Gorilla. Let's break um, this down. Because I'm sure you've seen it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah. So, my paddle clipped on the rock on the left-hand side, the blade. Um, Over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, out of the, out of the frame. Yeah. And then it Oh, yeah. Look there, at it. There. Look at yeah, your yeah. paddle. Yeah. So, it so, then <laughs> shot up through my left hand completely. So, my left hand's off the paddle, kept it in my right. Oh, um, wow. But then, yeah. And then just flipped in speed yeah. trap. See, because um, I've seen briefly right there. No hand on the paddle. Now yeah, the yeah. So you had that moment where I was like reaching for it again, but couldn't find it. And then under the water, found it again. It actually, just in... what's crazy is if you look right here, it almost looks like you've swam. And I think that's what. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because hats look off, your paddle hats off to them because, you know, if I had been if I had been swimming right there, they needed to get me. So 100 percent, they did the right thing it's just hilarious that then he kind of flops off my boat as i'm rolling now, up <laughs> now here here's what actually made you get offline again because see you need to straighten up yeah exactly and then i'm penduluming <laughs> on his rope right yeah uh, now look um, that right there causes you to almost roll again but you had you yeah, had a yeah. good brace yeah now right here is not good that angle is not good that's a whole yeah well i'm angle. just getting dragged straight in there yeah exactly but you lined it up um, oh wow look at that you you did manage to straighten it up a little bit and then yeah i mean i obviously right. there you've got the two options haven't you either you're going right and doing a proper race line or you're you, going to head hard left and try and avoid the yeah. shoulder of the hole and i did neither <laughs> you're like at a you're at like a, a 60 degree angle here but you're looking mm. good there, but that's in a green boat for everybody. Listen, he's in a green boat that doesn't have a lot of rocker. It's really hard yeah. to get over that left-hand side in a green boat. 
And right there, boom, yeah. you caught it to the chest, didn't you? Straight in, yeah. And, yeah. and then, you, did, you know, I'm a playboater. I feel myself going over, so I throw myself into a back deck um, yeah. immediately. I, I don't know whether my hand... You're yeah. not, you don't have a paddle right now. Yeah, so my paddle got ripped out of my hand in that first, that first roll. But obviously the backwash in that hole is so, well, it's ideal, isn't it? So I was able to just grab it again when I came up. This is the <laughs> coolest thing when I've seen this. This is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in the Green Race beatdown. It's like, for anyone that hasn't seen it, I love this part right here. You come up, you're like, oh, shit. You have to be thinking, I'm screwed, right? Oh, I was, I was definitely in that place of like, well, I can get out of this, but it's not going to be easy. Uh, but probably probably more erring on the side of getting out of this might well require an out of boat experience (laughs) the crazy thing is you look over to your left your right shoulder you look over right there and that that is awesome what were you thinking there's the paddle oh yeah i had that moment of just looking down and being like there's no way there's absolutely no way but there it is I love that, that, that reach and grab. And now probably you started feeling good again now. Yeah. At that point I was like, yeah, I'm comfortable. And if you, know, you look, the it's paddle's actually upside down. Yeah. 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 You um, notice that? I, I only flipped it when I actually got out of the hole eventually. Uh, and look, yeah. and look at that presence of mind to find the outflow. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know whether that was presence of mind or whether it was just kind of, I'd seen folks, getting out that side before and well as i had seen folks i'd done it the day before i think like my my last training lap before the actual race i had done almost exactly the same thing minus the uh the two extra flips above in speed trap um and i'd still come out with like a, a fairly decent time i think i was only just five minutes or something the day before that's crazy even with a little a little time in that hole and so i was like oh if if i can make this work i know that i was fast up top i can still get down and have a decent time and then stayed in there for like 45 seconds <laughs> when i first seen that video i was like oh you're kidding me because i know you trained you were like charging hard yeah you i trained like, for i trained for you were taking months, it three serious months. yeah you were yeah. taking it serious yeah, uh, i trained for about three months every day um training with you know, a, a couple of people fairly consistently throughout mm-hmm. those three months. And then, you know, anyone else that was turning up and there were obviously lots of folk, which is amazing. I love that thing about the community of people rolling into town the whole time. And, mm-hmm. you know, you sit there in the uh, fish top parking lot and you've got like cars and cars and vans rolling yeah. in, you know? Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. And when I so. seen that, I was like shocked and I was like, see, that's the presence of mind of like someone that's been in like holes and play boated in holes given you mm. are in a long boat and it's drastically different to kind of whip you can't blast them like normally no no yeah yeah exactly you could like yeah <laughs> you surf out of things yeah but yeah. watching I mean, watching that video of you drop the paddle and then look over you're like you roll up with no paddle everybody there was like oh my god i was running down the bank because i was at top <laughs> drinking beer and i've seen you getting work so i started running down i was like yeah and then you rolled up and you reached over and grabbed it and i was like yes it was like excalibur you know like king arthur (laughs) pulling the sword out and you rolled and just side surfed out of it and i was like oh my god that was an awesome thing right there but i mean it was one of those things that struck me the whole time i was 
out there training was paddling with people from the southeast. Everyone is so comfortable with rock and people are less comfortable with hydraulics, mm-hmm. which I find interesting. It is know. interesting. I'm more comfortable um, with hydraulics, me personally. Yeah, yeah, I know <laughs> for sure. But like, I know, lot, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, a lot of folks being, you know, very, very comfortable running very steep white water. But then as soon as, as soon as kind of you end up in the wrong place, actually, you're more surviving than, than necessarily driving yourself around. Yeah. And I, I mean, I say that as someone who very much just showed a video of me surviving. <laughs> but, you know, no, like, well, it looked like controlled chaos. Oh. <laughs> it worked out so you meant to do it you wanted to get out of the hole right oh oh yeah <laughs> did you accomplish your goal uh, i was i was aiming to stay in actually yeah <laughs> i was going for the the old green race longboat freestyle you trophy some peace signs yeah. and like yeah. wave at the crowd yeah exactly and that's oh, at dear. the point where you you were you know you were really tired if you made it if you charged hard that's mm-hmm. also fatigue setting. Yeah, you're 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 so you're so lactic and out of breath by the time you hit. Yeah, I mean, even by the time you get to go left, like you've done all of the flat sections before that, and yeah. So if if you've been pushing, then you're you're already tired before, by the time you've hit yeah. there, aren't you? Yeah, because <laughs> I I mess I think I messaged you after that, and I was like, dude, way to hang in there and make that shit work. <laughs> yeah. So many people have bailed in that hole and just mm-hmm. they hit it. And they, I'm serious. I've watched people drop in it, do one side surf and pull the skirt in the middle of the side surf. Not yeah, yeah. Because they're just like, I'm not even going to, I'm going to save my energy and mm-hmm. just pull the skirt. I was like, but I mean, it. you can, you can see, especially in a long boat where actually, you know, seesawing back and forth, you do develop a bit of momentum. You can, you can get out of that hole. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, for sure. And it's yeah. not even a bad hole. I've surfed it on purpose. Yeah, I've gotten well, the yeah, went yeah. over and done flat spins in a playboat. Exactly. And I'm like, it's yeah. not bad. It's not bad at all exactly yeah it's just it's just the knowledge of like if i come out of here badly then i've got a whole other slide that i'm going to go down on my face yeah uh, yeah well not, that's not the best yeah man that, that that was pretty good because you know i wanted you to kind of tell that on that um what um what's one of your like what's your go-to paddle over there what's your favorite paddle to use Ooh. for playboating uh, this is for playboating uh so i ha- i have a um uh river sticks so jim snyder um you use wood yeah i use wood i i used uh how did you get I, that in the uk it took a while i uh, <laughs> i managed to get in just before he took his sabbatical um got my order in but then it arrived about this time last year so i've been using that for about a year um and i you know i'm fairly uh choosy about where i use it at the moment but um yeah, I really like I really like the lightness of it in terms of the the size of the blades. That's that's they're really, small, really, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's very small blades. So what that size? makes uh, it's we uh, it's one nine four and um, they're the trick style ones. So they're like mm-hmm. fairly fairly small. Um, I couldn't tell you surface area offhand. Do you do yeah. zero degree offset on it? Uh, not quite, but close. Yeah, like ten or something. Yeah, I I go like fifteen ish, um, twelve. And 15. what's the reason for that? Um, ease of being able to use both blades simultaneously. But I I found having tried complete zero before that I it feels like I'm left-handed when I'm using it. Um, which I that's probably you know psychological and it would be something that could be got over, but uh, that's the way it feels. 
Um, is that pretty common for a lot of play boaters to go a very low offset? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know, well, the vast majority of people who are paddling freestyle exclusively are paddling with, with blades that are less than, less than 30, certainly, if mm -hmm. not less than 15. Um, yeah. What if, and what... I now actually, I don't use much above 30 anywhere. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. You just, just got I find, I find, to it. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm accustomed to it and I find that it, it makes me so much more ambidextrous in whatever I'm doing. Um, it me, you know, it makes me so much more able to react on my offside on my left mm -hmm. as I would react on my right. It, yes. It's crazy because I can tell you what, you know, I have a Letman adjustable. Oh yeah. And yeah. so my Letman adjustable when I'm creaking or just kind of like river running, I'll run about 30, mm -hmm. uh, very low. But if I'm doing like sprint, like higher, I do yeah, like yeah. almost 60. And yeah. I kind of adjust, but I, I sometimes I've been finding myself like on the creeks, what you're talking about, I go a little lower than 30 now. Mm -hmm. And I think it, you're right. It kind of gives me quickness for moves with the left-hand blade. Yeah, exactly. You're not having to crank your wrists all that, you know, pronate all the way back, um, which it is it's fine like it's it's not an unachievable thing to do but it's it's time isn't it yeah you know, for sure time. yeah what yeah. now what what about a creek boat paddle do you use that just gym stick for everything or no 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 i i, I use that for kind of out and out play boating usually i would use that in my carbon boat and i wouldn't really use it elsewhere yeah um but that's maybe i'm just still a bit precious about it uh <laughs> i get it yeah but yeah and then i then have a, a set of um Werners that I found some old blades and really? then Warner made a made a shaft for them. Um, yeah, which they're fine. But um, my creaking blades at the moment, I am I'm using the surges. I love the surge. Which yeah, I'm enjoying um, a one nine seven one nine seven surge. Probably like a thirty degree offset or something. Kind of. Like well, that's what, that's what they're stuck at. Yeah, uh, I got I got the adjustable ones and. Uh, they uh, they don't come apart anymore. <laughs> what do you mean, like a adjustable surge? Yeah, it's a two piece. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even know there was an adjustable surge. I don't think I've seen that a two piece. You yeah, it's order. an interesting spigot that they've got on the middle of that. Actually, do you have it's it handy right there? Funny point of order. Uh, no, it's in my car. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> I was wondering if you had it behind you. Yeah, yeah no, but it's kind of it's it's not like a traditional spigot where you have the button. Mm -hmm. the um you know the button that's doing the mechanical kind of lock on it um it has like an interior kind of collar that sits into the uh -huh. inside of the other one the the other half uh with a series of notches around the outside that you can then you know s slot in and adjust um i wonder if they even offer that anymore dude interesting i don't know i got them i got them maybe two years ago so yeah yeah. Um, is there, just is there any paddles over in the UK that you've used? Like something have you? I I haven't, uh, to be honest, I haven't used a lot of, um, well, I used to have these, the vertical element. Hey, paddles, what do you which, think of those? The air core. They have an yeah, air core. I, I used to have a set of air cores and I had a set of glass ones from them. Palm's um, making those now from what Which I is now, yeah, exactly. They're now produced in, in the Palm factory in Cleveland. Um, and uh, I like them, definitely. Um, the blade shape is quite large, quite powerful. 
if you're someone who's smaller like me, then actually uh, at times it always felt too powerful. Um, or sorry, well, too it's a lot of strain, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was part of the reason why I moved away from them. Um, that and I, uh, I may have accidentally broken and lost a pair in Madagascar and thought, well, I'm never going back. Uh, <laughs> Madagascar. Oh, I want to hear about this. You went to Madagascar in kayak. Yeah, yeah. Um, How was that? Was amazing. If anyone is wondering about, what are you Darwin uh, or something? What were you doing in Madagascar? <laughs> if anyone's wondering about a, a yeah an unexplored expedition location, then Madagascar is is one of. I think I've seen some do. video of Tyler Brock. I think he went there once. Yeah, time. they went. Yeah, the like. Early Afri Africa Revolutions tour that that video, mm -hmm. um, yeah, they went there in the early 2000s. Um, we actually, it's funny, they were there the same time as us. He, he wow. and I Isaac Levinson went back, uh, for them, it probably would have been what 10, 10 something years later. Yeah, um, we were there in 2015 and uh, we bumped into them a couple times while we were driving around and they were like, Oh, you should go and try this river or this river. Okay, sure, fine. Yeah. What's the um what's the river there. kind of geography there? Is it big water, creaking, what? I mean a bit of everything, basically. Um, so the you have this huge, huge plateau and escarpment on the east coast, which takes all of the relief rain off the Indian Ocean. Um, it's a mixture of granite and basalt. So you have these like amazing granite rapids, and then it's like suddenly slides? Hit, yeah, slides just drops. big huge, okay. Yeah. Um, and then it'll hit like a basalt ridge and obviously basalt's a much softer rock. So it just gets eroded away and you suddenly have these sections where it's like it, the, uh, the, earth, the earth drops away underneath you and everything's a siphon. Uh, so wow. it's, <laughs> it's, it's really fun. And then it's a suffer fest and then it's really fun. But um, yeah, it, it, it's an amazing location. The people are, so so friendly so so hospitable um the food is fantastic so there's a lot out there and that so that's the east coast which is all um all more creaky i guess but still big like think the best thing i can compare it to having paddled in the southeast is mm -hmm. if you paddled the elk okay that'd, yeah that'd... in high water yeah yeah imagine yeah. the elk the elk in high water but stretching on for like miles that that's awesome. that's what a, that's what a lot of the character of the rivers out there is um but then on the on the flip side you have the the west coast and the west coast is all really really big volume but still steep mm -hmm. so you're talking things that are more akin to like um like payette well, style or yeah maybe or some of the I, i've not paddled that there but yeah some of the boys that had paddled in like uganda and the zambezi that i was there with were like well this is this is as big volume as that but steep which yeah uh and this is all rain fed, right it's all rain fed yeah um absolutely all rain fed but obviously they they have a monsoon and then they have a dry season so your your best bet is but your best bet is getting out there at the very end of wet season start of dry season long enough into dry season that they've had time to rebuild the roads basically because they they just erode away everything washes away so there are there are about like i don't know seven or seven to ten tarmac roads in the entire yeah. country everything else is shingle and sand 
and so it just it just gets eroded um so yeah if you're going out there you need to be prepared to walk. what what type of boat did you take what kind of boat did you, were you uh, i was paddling a z raptor at that time the raptor um, that's a classic yeah, yeah. it's a which, good one too great expedition boat like for sure solid you know when it's a little loaded short up, it's a little yeah. short than what i'd want but yeah when it's loaded up you expect to 45 every single drop you do because <laughs> you can't boof it yeah you can't you can't pencil it it doesn't want to do anything other than 45 but as long as you commit to that you're fine yeah <laughs> um well how did you lose two uh, vertical element paddles out there get onto that uh so this was we were paddling a river called the Faravore. Um, it was the second river we did out there. It was one of the few rivers that had been paddled prior to us being there. So okay. Tyler and, and Rush and uh, Isaac had all paddled it. I think that I think in that trip where we overlapped with them, they went back and paddled it a couple of weeks after we did. But um, they had paddled it 10 years prior. And uh, so we had a tiny bit of beta on it, like the most minuscule, where to get in, where to get out. And uh, everything else was like, it's grade four, basically, was what we were told. That's, that's a statement. Um, <laughs> that's a great description. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, there were some, some sections in that, in that river which were just absolutely quality, like big, kind of big volume double drop, uh, big volume slides, couple of amazing booths and stuff like that. It was just, yeah, really, really cool. Little gorged in sections. Felt really, really jungly, mm-hmm. which was actually quite rare for out there. Everyone thinks Madagascar. Do you have, like, do you have anything on jungle. this? Do you have this on your yeah. YouTube channel? Uh, uh, I think I do, actually. Yeah, I think I might have some throwbacks to, to some of the Madagascar stuff on there. Um, Throwback yeah, to the Faravore? Faravore, yeah, that's far the Faravore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Malagash is a, an indecipherable language. It's Farav- spelt Faravori, pronounced Faravore yeah. for whatever reason. Anyway, um, in fact, that's that that swim where I lost it, broken, lost is that it in this is, video? is in the video. Yeah. Um, well, you know what we're doing, buddy. That, I, I was like, I think I think I might have like screwed it all up trying to watch that video and do everything. <laughs> I've got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> I'm not going to do that again. I, I hope I didn't ruin the video. That's uh, uh, all good. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll pick right back up. So technical difficulties. Yeah, we won't watch. Enjoy. That. Let me get out of that because I, I've got like fifty thousand tabs open on my other screen. Um, <laughs> yeah. So get to the get to what you were saying about the swim. That's what that's so what everybody likes. In, in short, in short, I think basically it was as I was describing. It's that granite and then basalt. We hit one of these basalt ridges, um, and. The other thing about Madagascar is obviously it's equatorial. So your, your, you know, your daylight, it goes from being pitch black night to being daytime at six o'clock in the morning like that. And at six o'clock at night, it goes from being daytime to being pitch black night like that. Are they short? Is it short days or does it just go dark really fast? It just goes, you have like five minutes of twilight and then it's dark. So, (laughs) wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have to be, you know, you have to be off the river and set up camp and like eating dinner and everything and ready to ready for bed by six. Um, you better watch your time, huh? Or yeah, 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 totally. And so we were getting to the end of the day, getting to the point where we're like, we need to start looking for a camp. And then we hit this basalt ridge, and we're like, oh, we can see the we can see where it goes to flat, like you know, a hundred feet down and you know, three hundred feet off further downstream. We can get through this. And then find a campsite. We'll be fine. 
Uh, and it was it basically, it was like a stair step of just basalt ridges going down to this next next granite section, you know, 100 feet or so down yeah. um, in a series of steps that were kind of, the water was kind of zigzagging down. It was it was really, really interesting rapid arrangement. Um, the first section of it was just this really, really closed in hole directly between two of these ridges. And with no no out on either side so it was feeding like it was feeding through on the right hand side but then also immediately feeding through a siphon over the ridge down to the next layer and so all of the other boys made the really sensible decision to use that flow and then just pull a little righty so that they didn't go down the siphon but did carry on downstream and i was like i can see a cooler line i'll go left over this hole and then just ended up in the cauldron, got absolutely annihilated in this hole for with oh, gear in your boat and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with all of all of my gear in my boat, um, Pelly case with all my like malaria medication and you know my journal and everything in in, in my boat as well. Um, and so then, yeah, took a working in this hole. The pad, my paddle, like I felt it. It was a, again, it was a two piece split, and I felt it snap in my hands. Wow. about halfway about halfway through this working and then hand rolled a few times and i was at that point i'm still like there's a way out of this hole there's always a way out of a hole i'll find yeah. a way out stupid uh <laughs> so eventually made the decision to um to exit my boat and swim and i mean uh, you fought it you fought it as long as you could yeah. I, I, yeah, if you know, people can go and watch the video and make their minds up whether I could have stayed in longer. But <laughs> well, it's easy to watch somebody else's video get marked. Be like, you know what? I'd been fine. Bullshit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> quite. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So swam out of that and then had to walk around the whole, like basically go back up the first ridge, swim across at the top, and then walk all the way around down this cliff and down the side. Um, I know, and I'm still at that point. I'm like. My paddle's gone. I know that for sure. My boat, I think my, my friends have rescued my boat. So we're mm -hmm. all good. I'm pretty sure most of my gear is strapped in my boat. It'll be fine. Um, not sure about my pelly case with my malaria medication. So I'm there pondering the idea that I might just be letting myself in for two months of, of having malaria. Um, yeah, you're, I, you're thinking long-term. Yeah, as I wander down the <laughs> bank. Um, Every little yeah. mosquito, you're like, oh, yeah. no. And then like absolutely miraculously i found my pelly case just shocked into this siphon on the side of the river um as i was walking down just spotted a little glimpse of yellow and i'm like no way and it was perfectly wedged into this siphon on the side of the river where no one in the river could have seen it and i was the only, it was the only person who could have seen it was because you were on the bank yeah yeah um so just the most ridiculously fortuitous, you know, finding of that. And then the guys had managed to save all the rest of my stuff, but nice. literally no one saw my, like my paddle snapped in my hands and then might as well have just poofed out of existence. Cause but you had a backup, <laughs> I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had, we had splits and, and sets of spares with us cause you expect that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, what was, what, what was one of the best runs? Was that one of the best runs you had done down there? It was it was really cool. I think that we'd all probably agree the two runs that we absolutely adored was 
One was called the Akoop, which has been done before. That was one of the big volume runs on the West, okay. um, well, Central West, uh, which it was the only day section that we did in the entire time we were there. Everything else was multi-days. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, single day. You could, you know, you could do it with an unladen boat, which was a dream. Uh, and it was just huge, huge volume wave trains and like, you know, really quite stacked rapids of large holes that just fed into mm -hmm. each other. And you had to be really on your game. Um, but it was so, so much fun, especially as, as a kind of relief from the long multi-days that we've been doing. Uh, but then the other the other river that we did was called the Avondro, and that was on the west coast. It was a nine it took us nine days in the end. Um, the the river how long how how many kilometers was it? Uh, we we did one hundred and sixty or something kilometers on it. Wow, that's beast. Um, yeah, that's a long. And long it dropped from one thousand and something meters down to sea level in that time, basically. Um, and it was some of the coolest white water i think i've ever run in my life it was about two days of flat water at the beginning mm -hmm. and then you the afternoon of day three or whatever you hit this gorge uh we spent three days in that gorge which was seven kilometers long wow <laughs> because it was just nightmare just that, just that little gorge was yeah, three yeah. days that yeah. normally that's like a hour and a half an hour. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean we were, we were averaging like 12 to 15 kilometers on a an hour on the flat so this know, was or, the amount of portaging and scouting so it was like abseil after abseil scouting one point where you had to like when you say abseil what do you mean by abseil as in like letting yourself down on a rope oh, okay descending you know? like yeah descending yeah, yeah. Down yeah descending yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i get what um, you see yeah yeah um yeah it's one of those things where all of us look back on it and are like maybe half a month earlier with a bit more water in the river uh if we hadn't been being chased by police at the beginning and we'd managed to actually put all our food in and we all brought raincoats we would have had a whale of a time yeah. um so it's one of those ones where i think if you asked any of us we'd go back in a heartbeat like any um any dangerous wildlife no that's the beauty of madagascar it's there's no big game so there's no like, hippos there's, no crocs. no hippos there are caiman which are like yeah, tiny, yeah i've yeah. seen a caiman they're like, yeah. they're like this size so um and they're only, whack them in the head you they're only, them up by they're the only in the south them. they're only in the south so yeah if you're anywhere on the kind of northeast side then you're fine from that they have no all of their snakes are constrictors mm. so um, they're they're all non-venomous like so they're, they're like all non-venomous non non yeah. yeah yeah they have there's like maybe one species of spider you, that could that give you a nasty bite. Crazy. You would not think that from like yeah, I, I know, right? country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like one species of spider that can give you a bite that might be dangerous in some way, but they're super rare. And they have scorpions, which are nasty, but... They would generally. hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, we were there two months. I didn't see a single scorpion. The biggest thing's malaria, time. correct? Malaria. Yeah, mal malaria, malaria is the problem. Deng dengue's not a problem, but they did recently have various outbreaks of the bubonic plague so if you hey. want to get some nice middle-aged disease then <laughs> the black death took you out exactly like, yeah <laughs> half of the world's population and me in yeah Madagascar. well quite yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i was just 500 years too late yeah yeah oh wow yeah. so yeah get, get the bubonic plague or ebola any ebola 
No, Ebola Ebola's clear as well. Okay. Um, and yellow fever, likewise, it's, it's all clear. But um, the, the main thing is just malaria. Did anyone in your group get malaria? Uh, no, we had a few scares where we were like, maybe this is, but I think it was probably just something we ate. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's easy. Or swallow some water or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, man, that's awesome. No, that's, that's one thing that I'm familiar with it just from like the Tyler Bra and Levinson, you know, they posted a lot of stuff on that. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler was doing his round. It the was day. the wizard's eye thing. Yeah. Right? He was doing his sailboat and going around living the yeah, day. So, oh man. Crazy part of the story is one of the boys who I was with Leslie, uh, he's a Scottish guy. He's so solid. He's really lovely. Mm -hmm. um, he basically, he was the one who kind of got chatting to Tyler throughout our trip and kind of got all the beta off him. Wow. And so at the end of that leg, obviously they had that really bad accident where one of the boys, um, when they were paragliding uh, in Madagascar. And so they had some, they'd lost someone to do the leg of their journey from Madagascar over to South Africa in the wizard's eye. And so they were like, Hey, Leslie, you, we've been chatting to you. You seem cool. Do you want to just join us on a yacht for a month? Prolong, sure. your, prolong your stay and go to South Africa and then fly home. And he was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. So he, yeah, instead of flying home with us, he was like, great, I'm going to hop on a yacht. He stayed in Madagascar. Right? So he stayed in Madagascar, went and met up with them and then took a yacht to, to South Africa, which is just crazy. That, um, but that's, what that's a turn one of those things. Exactly. It's one of those things where you're like, you'd never turn that opportunity down if it no. was offered you. And <laughs> whatever it, I have what going an amazing, on, I'm canceling. Exactly. What an amazing testament to the kayaking community and the way yeah. that people just are like, yeah, come on, jump on board, you know? Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Man, that, that's awesome. Yeah. Madagascar is one of those where you don't think about it much, but um, just from the whitewater I've seen and, you know, I tried to watch some of your video here, but I think too much stuff going on with our connection. <laughs> so I hate it. So um, anybody that wants to see it, um, go over to your channel and kind of like scroll through and you've got some pretty good videos on it. I think I had watched it in the past, but didn't really kind of put it all together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until okay. now, until you mention it, then I, started, I was like, oh, right here it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, what kind of, what's your, um, we'll, we'll, yeah, anything else on Madagascar that you got? I'm trying to think. Uh, what was the cops chasing you for? <laughs> uh, Did so you try the, to get married off to some Madagascar print, princess? No, no. It or actually prince, was uh, circumstances beyond our control, I'd like to say. Um, essentially, that particular river starts in a national park. Okay. And turns out the national park, is, you are not allowed to enter the national park, not even with a permit, if you are not indigenous to that region did you have a god an yeah. indigenous god yeah yeah we had a, a guy called andre who's the most solid if anyone wants to go to madagascar look him up um what's his last yeah name? uh andre ravoni if you send yeah like find me on youtube send me a message and i yeah. can put you in touch because he is invaluable like if you're going to madagascar you need this guy what's the language there uh so it's it's malagash which is the most unbelievably indecipherable language in the world um <laughs> like it's like, not like anything it's like a mishmash of african languages and indonesian and indian um and then like french creole kind of all mixed together because it's an ex-french colony wow. as well as as well as all of the cultural mishmash that's come i think from, i've met a few of those in louisiana yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no i'm just saying 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's a complete mishmash, and it and it's very very tribal. So it's like you could go from one town to the next, and they won't speak the same language. Um, wow, that that's common in a lot of those countries. It, it seems yeah, like. it's yeah. really really difficult. But then the second language is French. So a lot of folks a lot of folks will have at least a basic grasp of French. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any is there any English? Is it uh, like and, English? Is that a in, language? People, some people will speak English. Like so, Andre speaks English pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the the vast majority of folks, it, it, if you if you can if you can get them to say something in French, then you're doing well. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is it, which is fine. You know, the, the vast major, as I said, they're really friendly. The vast majority of people we got by with a tiny bit of our awful broken French, uh, the little bits of of Malagash that we could learn, and then sign language basically yeah pointing and pointing to this yeah yeah most people you know you a lot of a lot of stuff of like and they'd be like oh it's down river you're like perfect okay so (laughs) so back on so you you went into the national forest and you're not allowed to be in the national forest there well but the thing is there was a a border there was a border post on the national national park they let us in with no questions well they looked at our passports and then said yeah you're fine and let us in it's like we're manifestly you know seven white dudes like mm-hmm. there's no way we're indigenous to this region we all have british passports like you know they shouldn't have let us in in the first place and then we got in and we started driving and andre at that point was like mm, they, i don't think they should have done that like he was saying how you shouldn't be allowed in here but he let us in anyway um i'm starting to worry and we're like okay well i'm sure it'll be fine and driving to where the put-in was it was all like a marsh basically where we were going okay to put in because it was it was the source essentially of this river mm-hmm. it was this like high high mountain marsh bog kind of thing that was just soaking up all the rain and then feeding it out and uh the nearest town to that was about maybe a couple of miles walking away um at the very end of this road in the middle of this park uh so we'd driven probably two days to get there Already. You didn't run a shuttle, right? You, oh, you're not- no, 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 no. So on, he would, yeah, Andre would drive around and meet us at the sea. Okay. Basically, was the plan. He's yeah, not he a would... paddler. No, no. Okay. So just he, to, he, just to he, clear he, that up, yeah, he's yeah, not he, on the water with you. No, no, no. If you're going there, you need to have your wits about you. In yeah. Terms your pa- in terms of your paddling, but in terms yeah. of your logistics, hire him and you're set. Yeah. Um, the you know, language, logistics, he takes care of all of it. Yeah. And, and, dr- and driving, like. Yeah. You need someone who can actually drive a four by four and, you know, actually drive a four by four actual off-roading, you know, um, or no roading, depending on how you look at it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. um, So we get to this town late in the afternoon and we're just starting to load up boats. And then on the opposite side of town, we can see, because it's a very flat plane at the top there, you can see, uh, a couple of marked like gendarme cars coming down in into the town and Andre's like you you guys need to leave now go go um so we packed up what we thought we needed which turned out to be about half the amount of food that we were meant to be taking with us wasn't ideal um and then paid one of the locals to guide us through the marsh to where the river was uh and just left essentially um yeah so 
It was it was quite a spicy start to that. But, one. It, but it, yeah, because the whole trip, that trip, could have been ruined if you would have hung out there. Yeah, I mean, I think probably we'd have all we'd have all they would have made you leave. We would have been jailed. For that sure. would, wow, well, yeah. that would that um, would have been the entire trip was ruined. Yeah, yeah. So on, Andre spent a day in jail because of that for us, which we were like, oh, he took yeah, he took okay, man, you guys. Like, yeah, like a true gangster. Yeah, well, quite yeah. <laughs> so. Gel in Madagascar. Wow, that would be interesting. Who yeah. knows what it could just be a little hut, right? Who knows what the gel looked like? I you know, I didn't I didn't manage to get enough details out of him to be honest, but yeah. <laughs> well that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty so cool. I guess the yeah advice would be go to Madagascar, but get a good guide yeah. like Andre, or specifically get him. Yeah and uh and be cautious with you know with where you're going and probably be a, a bit more culturally sensitive than we were yeah. when we were yeah when we were out there get a little more beta a little yeah. more beta on putting i mean the difficulty out. of course is that there isn't much you know like yeah. i could i could probably point on a map to basically everywhere that we went mm-hmm. but that's probably about as much as anyone can do out there yeah after you that know? you're on your own yeah pretty much you know and i could probably point to roughly where some of the rapids were and like that sort of thing but yeah what is um well, well, we'll switch gears here. What is your um, go-to dry gear over there? Like, do you use Peak or Palm? What oh, for me, I, 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 I use... Where you're uh, at now in the UK, not... not sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm part of, um, well, yeah, I'm part of the American uh, fan club, so I, I use IR stuff. Oh, um, you, yeah, you. Yeah, okay. but I mean, it's that's not particularly common over here, understandably. Almost um, none. Yeah, yeah. It was it was about sort of five years ago, but then obviously imports just been getting you know hiked every year, mm-hmm. and it's it's becoming much much more expensive to get stuff from abroad. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. But I, well, I, I yeah, did. I love the IR stuff. It's good. Yeah. Well, there's nothing new you can tell tell me or anything about <laughs> IR. I was hoping you had something that. that no, I'm I'm afraid I I uh, yeah I'm I'm not a UK. Um, loyal to a uk yeah, rep. you're using warner paddles <laughs> jimmy sticks yeah <laughs> what hey, about your well, skirt you even have a um you have an r skirt yeah 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 um, wow okay there yeah yeah i mean that that bomb brief on me yeah what's um what's one of your favorite go-to runs in your local area there well i i grew up paddling a river called the dart the upper dart in okay i've heard of in, that one yeah mm-hmm. on dartmoor mm-hmm. everyone probably heard of dartmoor even if you haven't heard of much else in the uk um famous for uh hound of the baskervilles and uh princetown prison <laughs> yeah that I, um, I don't know what any of that is oh really hound of the baskervilles is i don't even like know that the hand of the, Bas- the baskervilles? Hound, hound of the baskervilles no what the, is um, that explain oh that. it's a sherlock holmes story all about oh, I'm, oh I'm, I'm familiar with sherlock holmes yeah yeah Watson the, and all that yeah but, Okay, it's the story of the the giant dog that haunts Dartmoor and kills people, and Sherlock Holmes solves it, and it turns out to just be a regular old dog um, that's been that's been starved basically. Okay, uh, and and then yeah, that's called anyway. Cujo here in America. <laughs> <laughs> a rapid dog. You ever heard uh, of Cujo? No. <laughs> yeah, it's a movie. It was Cujo the dog. He got rabies, and you know he killed all these people. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess maybe similar. Um, it's probably but, was. Yeah, but there was yeah, no crime to be solved. Yeah, there you go. Um, um, 
but yeah, yeah. so I, I grew up paddling paddling in that area uh, it was the closest white water to me so yeah that holds a very special place in my heart it's awesome. where it's where I uh, have been desperately trying to increase and encourage the the slicey boat scene because it's one of those rivers where the majority of folks paddle it in kind of low water conditions where it's amazing for slicing it's just boulder garden you know like never gets above kind of grade four never drops below grade three yeah for for about for about six kilometers so it's just a really lovely section for getting out in a slicey boat and having some fun um so i'm yeah i'm at, i've been desperately trying to organize a rodeo um on that section like downriver freestyle type yeah yeah that, i love yeah. the downriver like, freestyle like green, green green river rodeo style rodeo. Uh, yeah I love um, those styles. Yeah. Down yeah. freestyles where it's at. Well, yeah, man. I, I did notice um, that you recently picked up a ripper, right? Yeah. I have, I have recently been converted to, to the ripper. Small, and medium, I, large. Which one? Small. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've, I've paddled the medium before and it was fine. It's one of those things where, you know, I'm using it as a Creek boat and as a, and as a, a play boat yeah. as well. So um, I found that with the medium, I just didn't get enough play out of it. Um, yeah, although interestingly, I think I found the medium easier to maintain on the stern. There must be some ever so slight tweak in the the way that the design is. Maybe I don't, the I don't know. It's right behind the yeah, cockpit. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that you know. I guess obviously the medium's the boat they make first, so that's uh, the true ripper in the sense, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas the small has been has been modified to make it work for a smaller person what's the um and you're liking it a lot there you're like oh yeah i mean as i said i I had those years where i was just strapped in an rpm and and refused to to believe that anything else was worthy uh and then got to a point where i was like actually paddling a boat with a round hull is just not aiding my progression at all like i'm learning nothing i'm gaining not very much you're being stifled yeah i'm paddling lazily you know, I'm not really gaining much. Um, I need edges again. And so then have made the transition, made the transition slowly back. I think the delirious have probably helped with that transition. Oh, for sure. Being, That's going way aggressive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So kind of, yeah, finding, finding the Goldilocks zone and going back into a river. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which I, I, I'm definitely liking it. It's again, How is it has the, uh... Like what Sorry, is yeah. the what is the like the top full slice over there? What do you see mostly? I mean a half slice. What do you see a lot half of people yeah. half slicing? I would say probably the Ripper is one of I mean, understandably, Piranha being a UK based company, like they they definitely have a, a pretty strong hold on the market here. Um the Ripper certainly for most of the last few years has been the the dominant. The have dominant you paddled one. any of those offshoots like the machete, the Letman machete? Yeah, that's that is becoming more well. Have the you smaller been manufacturers, I've not been in one, no. Okay. Um, but yeah, the smaller manufacturers, or smaller, they are still large, aren't they? But um, yeah, they're, yeah, they're kind of making pretty, inroads. Yeah. They're kind of making inroads in the UK as well. Um, EXO are, are getting much much bigger now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's they've they've made a big inroad, but the big dominant new new kid on the block i guess in the uk is definitely wacker um oh yeah you yeah, you like, had some wacker boats right yeah 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 i i've had various wacker boats over the years yeah have you paddled um, that goat no i'm not paddled the goat no i okay. 
I, I just, I'm not attracted to it. Um, it's not very playful. It's a river runner. Yeah, well, exactly. That, yeah. Like, I'm not attracted to it as well because of the, this. Like I said, I'm small, and uh, it comes I think in one size. It, obviously it's it is a smaller person's boat, mm-hmm. but wacker boats are still super wide, and I like having that little bit of narrowness and that little bit of mm. like kind of point and go, and yeah, being able to turn on a dime really easily. And I'm. I haven't had one, like I said. I can't. Yeah. Have you been in Chile? The Zet Chile? That's probably uh, common over there. No, the again, I haven't, I haven't got hold of them. It, but there, again, that's it's more of a kind of chine, the kind of classic Zet way of doing yeah. things, of not having a really hard edge. That is um, true. Yeah, and I, they, I, they, I was in, they I was in a five. Off. They, they yeah, kind of yeah, round yeah. their edges. It's yeah, it's, yeah. I get, what, I, I get where you. I got going. in a five once, and mm-hmm. I paddled. I, when I was, I used to live in Nottingham, and I was. Um, you know, paddling at the course there a lot and managed to get hold of a few different demos on different days and paddled the Z5. And I just instantly was it's like, great boat. this is it's a great, it's boat. great. But actually, if I'm not wanting to, you know, just bomb downstream, I'm not going to have much fun in this. Um, yeah. Probably uh, where, probably where you're at, the Ripper is more suited for your style. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the thing. It, it, it it's, it's, it's the boat for me. <laughs> yeah. What is, um, what is the, so you currently don't even own a Creek boat. No. Well, I, I call the Ripper my Creek boat. Sure. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I sold, I sold the nine R and replaced it with a Ripper. Well, there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what is, um, on the last thing here, what is kind of like your favorite playboat move? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, the thing I know they're I have, all, but they're all my yeah, favorite. Yeah. The flat spin, favorite movie. <laughs> flat, I love the flat spin. Uh, the thing that I have been really enjoying recently, and I mean, I, I'm probably stretching the question here a little bit because you said playboat move. Okay, it's a playboat move, but I have I'm taking it out of a playboat, um, okay. which is uh, reverse phonics initiation, but doing it in a long, doing it in a long boat. Okay, so you're coming, yeah, yeah. So you're coming backwards into a hole, and, and you, then do you you reach to do the cross bow? So then you cross bow on the back deck and and ramp the boat round. And they, you know, you need the right hole for it. You need a quite steep, blasty kind of hole, but it will just ramp round up into a blast. Um, and it's I've, yeah, I've been experimenting with that in the Ripper recently, and I absolutely love it. It's just such a silly move, it, yeah. You know but it, it's so satisfying when it goes right because you're really not having to put much effort in. It's you, it, does where, it have a name or is it just a reverse phonics? I, I don't know. I think probably reverse phonics is the actual technical name, but you would have to actually do a back loop from it. If That's you what I was thinking. A phonics, phonics is plant, cross bow, then loop. So you're not yeah, doing yeah. a loop. You're more like a rotating back. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's. I guess it's probably... It doesn't have a, I don't know if it has a name. If it doesn't have a name, I'm going to have to try and think of something. But there you go. Because, um, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. probably like what? A, a reverse cross bow blast initiation. There you go. But that's yeah. just super lame, isn't it? Well, everybody, everybody <laughs> listening, leave in the comments below what you think we should call this move. Yeah. You know? But I mean, like, like I said, it's something <laughs> I'd seen people doing in playboats as the start of a phonic, of a reverse phonics. So I can hardly yeah. claim it. But, um, I don't think I'd ever seen anyone do it in a boat that was longer than six feet. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, I love uh, me myself. I love doing moves and half slices and Creek boats personally. 
Um, I do paddle full slice a lot in the summer and golly when that kind of comes around. But after that, I usually put my full slice up like this time of year. You'll see me mostly in a creaker or a half slice. Yeah, yeah. Long boat if there's racing or something. But I'll get back in a full slice when the Ocoee starts back. And (laughs) fun full slice and just work. Yeah, really good. What have you seen the Supernova and Nova? You seen anything on those? I haven't. I mean, obviously, they've only got a couple of them. They are um, over in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But no, I haven't I haven't encountered any yet. Okay. Um I'm keen to yeah. I think you, I think you're going to really like this boat. Yeah, it looks no one, it looks like it's actually a full slice. As opposed to the ozone. Yep, and when you yeah. when you roll the hull over, I think you're going to really love it. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> we're all keeping it a big secret, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to We'll see how that pans out. Yeah. <laughs> well, man. Well, Matthew, I, I appreciate you coming on, man. I'll let you get off here and get back to it. Um, how can people get a hold of you here? Yeah, YouTube's the easiest way at the moment, I think. Um, Matthew Brook Coaching on, on YouTube. And uh, look for the, the, the man in the yellow, Delirious. <laughs> there you go. And if you guys, if, I've, been, I've been following yeah. Matt's channel. And if you're not subscribed to it, go over and subscribe to it um he just put a oh yeah while i got you on here what is a tvf pop pro what is that oh it's a (laughs) for people listening it's a it's the um you know the old like jackson happy thruster thing i do yeah it's it's a in my opinion a far better version of the same thing made by one of the guys over here in in the thames valley tvf is thames valley freestylers okay Um, just a really nice guy called gareth who's been running the tvf kind of community for years and these are available online yeah yeah he's got pre-orders going out at the moment um and it's it's like the jackson one but but better in every way because it actually you know holds air and doesn't leak and i watched your video and it it looks very well constructed where the jackson yeah it's incredibly well made beach ball yeah it's incredibly well made and actually has enough volume in it that it does the job that it's meant to do of connecting you to the boat and also giving you extra volume under the deck. So and and you use yeah. this in a full slice also. This is not exclusively for spud boaters. Yeah, absolutely. I use <laughs> uh, yeah, I use it in a in a half slice as well. I just don't use the um the thruster section. I just use the looks like a big wanker sticking out. Yeah, it's like it's, it's there's something definitely kind of you know carry on ish innuendo wise going on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it it functions well. Like I was, yeah, because it, it, it cushions under your thighs and helps push your thighs. Up yeah. Yeah. Thigh it, fu- it fully like takes up the space underneath your thighs and pushes you into your, into your thigh hooks. So it's, you know, actually connecting you to the boat in a really meaningful way in the same way that those kind of like ratchet leg lifters in the dagger mm-hmm. boats do. Yeah. Because I, I ran something like that for a little while back in the day with foam. I used to make foam blocks mm. to lift my legs up into the thigh hooks, got away yeah. from it, but I like the looks of this thing. So, yeah, 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 it's really good. It's really yeah. good. And if anybody listening wants to check that out, just go over to his channel and type in TVF Pop Pro Duo. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, it's a really wordy name, and it turns out I got it wrong as well when I was speaking. And the the title of the video is correct. When I ever whenever yeah. I say it in the video, I get it the wrong way around. <laughs> hey, exactly with me with reviews. If I, I, I go back and I'm like, oh god, you idiot, <laughs> you moron. But it's already made. I'm like, I'm not making that whole video again. Screw it's it. It's one of those that. those those antics, Jacksons. I don't know. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just roll with it. All right, Matt. Yeah. yeah so anyone anyone curious, uh, keeping up with you, go over to 
uh, Matthew Brook Coaching, and you can subscribe to his channel and check out his videos there. He's got a lot of videos on uh, anything from freestyle, and they could also check out that, what we talked about, the Madagascar. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, all right, man, well, I'll let you get off here, and, dude, I appreciate you coming on. And, um, pleasure, absolute pleasure. See you later, man. All yeah, right, see, you, see you around. All right, bye-bye.